You're listening to Differentiated with Ben Silverman, where investment research analysts dive into insider data and demystify the signals that drive one-of-a-kind investment ideas. Welcome to Differentiated. I'm your host, Ben Silverman. It's earnings season, and earnings season means that investors are walloped with a plethora of new information and data. Every day, companies are reporting earnings, filing their quarterly reports or 10Qs, in some cases, their annual reports, obviously. And it's a lot to keep up with. So on this episode, I'm going to be talking with Verity Data Senior Analyst Ali Raja about how he handles that flow of information. And I'm also going to be talking with Verity Data Senior Analyst Max McGee about an important part of earnings season, which is quarterly earnings calls. And Max is going to talk to us about applying AI technology to those conference calls. Joining me now is Verity Data Senior Analyst Ali Raja. Ali has been with Verity Data for over 10 years. He also authors a uh, wonderful substack called Capital Incentives, where he does uh, deep uh, fundamental dives into companies. Uh, Ali, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Ben. So company announces earnings. What's the first thing you're doing? Yeah, first touch point is going to be, you know, press release or earnings 8K, however you look at that. For most companies, it goes in that sequence press release first. Transcript comes out, you know, many hours later. And then the 10Q, you know, for some companies right away and some companies several weeks, actually. Right. And so when we think about it, it goes from a small amount of information, which is what's in the press release. And with each subsequent sort of step during earnings season, we get more and more and deeper and deeper disclosures. So when we get down to the 10Q or the 10K, where do you start with that? Yeah, in this case, you know, especially keeping earnings in mind for monitoring a company, for instance, uh, the MDNA is going to be rich with the data that you're going to really want. My view is just understanding the company and, and understanding what those key performance indicators are for that company specifically. So, you know, if you think about MDNA, it's always going to be talking about revenue. What are the drivers to revenue? Why is it changing this quarter? And even margins and, and profit, for instance. But then, you know, if you think about different companies out there, whether it's an airline company or whether it's Apple, or, you know, something simple like a copper wire maker, for instance, you know, a company I follow, the KPIs for each one of those companies is going to be slightly different. And so it's, it's really important to key in on what those are and, and how they're changing the current business environment. Right. So, and I, you know, I know this from my own analysis and talking to sell side analysts and other types of analysts over the years, you know, the MDNA, you, you, you kind of rip through it, you get out what you can. Beyond that, what are the like next two or three steps you're taking? with doing this type of dive, you know, and to understand company health and quality of earnings. Yeah. So, I mean, the interesting thing is, you know, the, in some ways, the 10Q that you're looking at, you know, that could be in some ways just a vacuum, uh, what's going on this quarter. You know, it's written in a way where it's like, you know, sales have changed this much, right? But I think it's really helpful to actually use like a red line approach, right? Where it's changes of the filings. And in that case, you know, you're looking at this 10Q's MDNA and what are the drivers to, you know, the changes in, in business this quarter versus what they were last quarter and what they're saying, you know, for a simple company like uh, Encore Wire, who makes a copper wire, you know, their two KPIs are going to be, um, you know, outside of revenue and profit are going to be volume shipped. So volume of copper wire shipped and also the change in average selling price. So, you know, you can look at it and see, you know, average selling price increase in this quarter. And, you know, often it's going to be really tied to the underlying commodity price. It's really simple. Copper goes up, you know, average selling price is going to go up. But then going beyond that, when you get the red line involved and you see the changes in the 10Q, 
that's where you can really layer on and understand, you know, why the business conditions are changing and why margins are expanding or contracting, for instance. Um, and that really stands out when you have that red line approach where it's like you're looking at changes in the, you know, the, the verbiage used and, and any new sentences that are actually introduced to better explain the business conditions for that quarter. Yeah, I mean, I've always found some of the most interesting changes in disclosures in 10Qs and 10Ks are, are simple word choices when an adjective changes from a strong one to a weak one, for example, to explain growth uh, trajectory or, you know, maybe maybe to explain headwinds that the business is facing. I look, it's like, why, why do they suddenly remove that word from that explanation? Yeah, exactly. So... When we think about it, using the using the example of Encore Wire, which again makes makes copper that I believe for uh, energy uh, transmission, is that is that correct? That's correct. Yes. Thinking of the example of Encore Wire, I'm thinking of well, I might get more information if they have any direct competitors, or you know, some appears. I know they make aluminum uh, wire also, so maybe looking at some of the aluminum manufacturers. But also, uh, you know, where, where does search play into this? Because if I'm trying to extract more information about one company, you know, I can also get it from other companies. So how does search play a role in this? Yeah, I mean, there's two ways that can play into it. You know, when you know what those key performance indicators are, searching it alongside its own history. So, you know, for instance, if you want to look at margins, specifically how they're referenced in MDNA, and then looking at, you know, five years worth, for instance, kind of just stacking it up and looking at the snippets that are just um, purely based on, you know, margins, how it's being discussed, why it's changing for quarter to quarter. And I'm quickly reading through how it changed this quarter and how it changed in every quarter of the past five years, for instance, you know, if that's going to be helpful for some companies. And then also, you know, search can be really helpful to compare against lots of companies. So it's like when you want to look at one industry, for instance, and maybe something like organic growth. And so understanding how companies talk about that and then having like an industry-wide um, filter on that and, and really seeing and comparing and maybe Encore versus another peer. Um, there are not many peers for them, but, you know, so, you know, certainly with other companies where there is lots of peers and you know them and know who those peers are, just want to use like an industry-wide bucket, you know, it's really helpful there to expand that search and just look at everyone's ways of describing the KPIs that are relevant for that industry. And full disclaimer, my search methodology that I'm talking about right now, I mean, that really comes from uh, using InFilings, one of our Verity data product offerings. It's really helpful the way filings are structured at InFilings. So when it comes to searches, being able to only search within MDNA or even just a certain title within MDNA, for instance, you know, results of operations, that sort of thing. So it really makes the search cleaned up and the results cleaned up to get accurate snippets that are just reflecting exactly what you want to be honing in on. Great. Well, thank you so much, Ali. And you have a sneaker drop coming off, don't you? <laughs> yes, me and Travis Scott. <laughs> so we're going to bring in Max McGee, Senior Analyst with Verity Data. Max has been working on leveraging artificial intelligence tools with regards to earnings transcripts. It's been really impressive to see uh, Max and other people work on this technology. So Max, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Ben. So the earnings transcript, what, you know, Ali talked about the fact that it's an important, uh, you know, piece of the puzzle, you know, around earnings time. Why is it important? Why focus on this? It's unique 
among the information that's disclosed at the time of earnings in that in addition to getting sort of the company line on the results from the quarter, particularly in the, in the prepared remarks where the CEO and CFO typically will outline the performance during the quarter, some of the specific numbers, you also uniquely get questions from outside analysts and sometimes investors, which gives the opportunity to get a little more color around the results. And so that can be used to help create a whole mosaic of information. So where can AI help you know, with this? We've, we've heard a lot out here about ChatGPT and other chatbots. We've heard a lot uh, from companies that are developing AI tools and products. There's a lot of good information, but a lot of bad information in the marketplace, ideas about AI, it seems, about what it can and can't do. What can it do and how can it help with, you know, a document like a conference call transcript? We've found that in the products that we're developing and with the systems that we've built, that unlike concerns that are out there in the marketplace about the AI making up information, hallucinating, as people call it, or misunderstanding information, when it's working from a document, it can often be quite good when the system is set up properly. And so what that allows you to do is take sort of a lightly structured conversation, like a transcript, and pull out the relevant and important information, group it by subject matter, for example, and give a much more organized view of the most important information from that conference call. Which I you know for me is a time saver because I get we, you know, as part of our jobs and then as part of, you know, our roles as individual investors, again, we're looking at a ton of information and the conference calls are pretty interesting, you know, in the sense of that it is the one sort of free form exploration of a company's business that's not completely structured, as Max had noted during that Q&A session. You know, now different types of management teams will, will behave differently, you know, on these conference calls. So when we're, when we're thinking of applying AI technology here, Max, are we looking at just sort of straight up summarizing things or, you know, collating things? Or are there other avenues of exploration that, you know, we can go down? So this is what's really interesting about it, because it's sort of all of the above. If you were to take the task of summarizing conference call transcripts and give that to analysts, you might also give them a template that you expected them to follow. You might do the same thing if you built software pre-AI to do this in a sort of mechanistic way. But with the AI, you can develop your systems in a way that it includes certain information that you want to be included, let's say the financials or the guidance that's communicated on the call. And then you can let the AI or you can instruct the AI to bubble up whatever else is going to be most important and most relevant and have the AI structure it in a way that it thinks communicates the information as best as possible. So you end up getting a report that sort of has a lot more life in it in a, in a funny way than something that is built using a strict template. Yeah, I think one of the things as we've discussed uh, internally here 
how to develop AI related tools is um, that that concept of if you gave a human analyst instruction, but you gave it to 10 or 100 different human analysts, you're still going to get different outcomes there. And so one of the nice things probably, you know, in some respects of AI is that, you know, it's going to choose an, an outcome, you know, for you, but it's going to kind of be this conglomeration of, you know, what 10 or what 100 analysts think. Yeah, it's interesting to get, not to get too technical with it, but the way that these technologies work is it's picking a, a, from a distribution of what are the most likely words and phrases and terms to come next as it's producing the output. And rather than choosing the most likely every time, it samples from that distribution and it will you know, select from somewhere in the distribution, but that gives it a certain amount of variety. As we've developed these from company to company, they're slightly different, but they're different in a sense that each company is different. And so these summaries will be different because they're highlighting different things from one company to another. So where, where, uh, where are you in this process now? So we've been doing some pretty rigorous testing of all of this and validating as best we can. And we have just started rolling this out. It's sort of in an opt-in mode. So if, if folks out there are interested in taking it for a test drive and checking out these AI-generated transcript summaries, uh, they can get in touch. Right, and so you can go to verityplatform.com. There's information on how to request a trial. Thanks for joining us, Max. Uh, I appreciate your time, and I know that uh, you know we're going to have a lot to talk about in the future about AI and its impact on uh, investment research and investing. Thanks for having me. This episode of Differentiated with Ben Silverman was brought to you by Verity. Verity designs software that helps over 360 asset managers discover one-of-a-kind insights, streamline research workflows, and manage fund research productively. To learn more or begin a free trial, visit verityplatform.com. This episode of Differentiated with Ben Silverman was edited, mixed, and scored by Calvin Marty. 